Okay. Well, so we're going to go ahead and get started a little early. God is so good to us. He loves to bless us. And, and one of the ways he reveals his love is by giving us little special things. Now, Kelly is going to start a little earlier today, and I think she might even uh, get on the, the piano, which God uses her in a powerful way to, to speak both through the piano and, and through her, and through her uh, uh, voice, too. But Kelly Maurer is, uh, she, I, I asked her, I said, do you want me to just read this here, a long thing? And she said, that's not necessary. And I said, well, what impresses me most about Kelly, and I told her this, is her love for Jesus. It's very clear that, that Jesus is, she just radiates Jesus. And uh, we met, she, she came to our church here not very long ago, um, her and Karen and and uh, and uh, we fell in love with him. Cindy and I fell in love with him the very first time we met him. I think we even used the word that we're of the same spirit. And it's because it's and the reason is because Jesus Christ lives in our heart, and we just love telling people about Jesus. And that's one reason that God has called you. And I want to use that word called because He has called you into the ministry. And uh, she I, yesterday I was taking notes yesterday. Uh, when you, at your presentation, and I will do it again today, and can't wait to hear what God has put on your heart. So I'm going to have a little prayer and just ask God to pour out His Spirit upon us today. Join me, please. Father in heaven, you're a great God. You're a wonderful God. And Lord, you bring sunshine into our life. And you're, you're pumping in a, a little bit extra today through bringing Kelly here. And we just pray as she gets up and plays for you on the piano, maybe even speaks to us, and then spend some time in prayer that you would pour out your spirit upon us, Lord. If there was ever a time that we needed a large portion of your Holy Spirit, it's now. So, Lord, give us, give us Jesus today. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, amen. Um, welcome, and please come as close to the front as you would like. I have been told that, that this format can go however the Holy Spirit leads. And we're going to, we're here though for, for a specific focus, and that is intercessory prayer. Intercessory prayer. And since we're starting a little bit early and people are still coming in, I thought that I would go to the piano and play some quiet music that we can begin to pray and get quiet before God, and let this be a soundtrack. That's something that has been in my mind through the years as I've been blessed to, to play the piano, particularly for altar calls. I think to myself, God has, has so honored me to play the music that the Holy Spirit, that is the soundtrack to the Holy Spirit speaking to someone's heart. So I'm going to play now a song. Uh, if you would like to look at the words and make this your prayer, that's fine. If you would like to just bow your head, and get quiet with God before we begin to pray as a group, that is fine as well. I'm going to play number 397. I had somebody ask me once, um, so many of the stories of the hymns come about with a, with a very sad backstory, a very tragic history, and out of the tragedy comes a song. Are there any hymns that come from a happy time? Well, it's true that many of our most beautiful hymns come out of great loss. Job speaks about, he gives us songs in the night. And so in those deep, dark times in our souls, our brothers and sisters who've walked in those valleys before us have been given songs that they leave for us. 
But there are also some hymns that have come to us out of times of great joy. And the song that I'm going to play right now came when a housewife was going about her daily work praising God, and she thought to herself, I don't want to go a single minute without God's presence with me. And she wrote, I need thee every hour, most gracious Lord. No tender voice like thine can peace afford. I need thee. Oh, I need thee. So as I play this now, let's just, let's get quiet before God. Let's sit again in his presence, acknowledging our need and drawing close to him as we begin. And I chose that song because if we are going to intercede, we need God to know what to intercede for. We don't even know what we should ask for. We don't even know how to pray. But the Holy Spirit takes the groanings of our heart. 
and he presents them to the throne of grace. I wanted to share, before we begin to pray, one of my favorite sin to the large pulpit here. It's a place to put my Bible. Um, I want to share one of my favorite stories of intercession. And where it is uh, most plainly laid out is actually not in the book of the Bible in which the story occurs. The story occurs during the Exodus, when Moses is leading Israel to the promised land. But the version that gives the picture of the actual intercession so clearly is recorded in Psalm 106. Psalm 106, and I'm going to start with uh, verse 19. I'm reading from the New International Version. At Horeb, they made a calf and worshipped an idol cast from metal. And think about what was going on before they did this. What the Israelites had seen with their own eyes, they had come through the Red Sea, they had seen the wind and the storm and the smoke, they'd heard God's own voice speaking from Mount Sinai, they had said with one voice in response, everything that you say we will do, their hearts were fully committed and fixed to follow God. And days later, we have this scene. At Horeb, they made a calf and worshipped an idol cast from metal. They exchanged their glorious God for an image of a bull which eats grass. They forgot the God who saved them, who had done great things in Egypt, miracles in the land of Ham and awesome deeds by the Red Sea. Verse 23, so he said he would destroy them. Had not Moses, his chosen one, stood in the gap before him to keep his wrath from destroying them? When I picture this, I, I think about it in terms of, first, my own heart. When have I forgotten God's glorious deeds? When has my memory dimmed of answered prayers in the past so that I am now anxious, now indulging the idols of my own perceptions or indulging the idols of my own fears in the situations I'm in? Where have I exchanged the glory of God to become a slave to my own understanding? And then I think of also what Moses physically did there, stepping into that breach, into that gap. Israel has rebelled. Moses has been up in, on the mountain with God for 40 days. He's been, he's been communing with God. And God tells to him, now uh, go back down because my people have rebelled. They are worshiping an idol and I'm going to destroy them. I'm going to make for you a new nation. And Moses, who has received from these Israelites pretty much nothing but grief since he went out to help them, he steps into the gap on their behalf. He's not stepping into the gap on, you know, for people that he loves who have treated him wonderfully. He's stepping into the gap 
for the people who have treated him with complaints and, and unappreciation and accusations that he's trying to harm them by bringing them into the wilderness instead of letting them remain slaves. Moses steps into the gap and he intercedes. And God reverses his pronouncement and the nation of Israel is spared. Now think about this, and to me this is the most amazing thing. While all this is happening, what are the Israelites doing? They are worshiping the golden calf. They are oblivious to the fact that they have been sentenced to death. They are oblivious to the fact that someone has stepped into the gap on their behalf and has reversed that sentence even while they are still worshiping the idol. That is a powerful, powerful picture that we can claim when we go to God to intercede for those that we love. When we go to God to intercede, he is the same God today that he was then. He was the same God today that he was when he reversed his decision while they were yet worshiping the golden calf. In Ezekiel 22, my um, Ezekiel 22 is the other place in the Bible where that phrase, stepping into the gap, is used. I'm going to scroll down here. God is speaking, and he's laying out the various um, transgressions about the priests who do violence to the law, who profane holy things, Uh, the officials of Israel who are like wolves tearing their prey. They shed blood and they kill people. And then down in verse 30, well, and even above that, and even more, they're practicing extortion, they're committing robbery, they're oppressing the poor and the needy, they're mistreating the foreigner, they're denying justice. Verse 30, I looked for someone among them who would build up the wall and stand before me in the gap, but I found no one. That's the two times in the Bible that God uses that powerful phrase, that powerful phrase, stand in the gap. And that's what we have come here today to do. We have come to stand in the gap. We don't stand in our own merit. We stand by the grace of Jesus, who stands in the gap for us, an advocate with the Father, interceding on our behalf. But in looking over our churches, and in looking over our families, And looking over our neighborhoods, looking over our country, is God's eyes going to and fro and finding no one to stand in the gap? I pray that he will find us standing in the gap, praying and interceding for those we love. I wanted to provide different um, moments of prayer This is going to be a time where we will pray silently and together at different times. Uh, I want to start with just silent prayer. We each come here with situations that we are going to intercede for. We are going to stand in the gap on behalf of those intercessions. We are going to intercede on behalf of those situations, stand in the gap on their behalf. 
um, I, as I was sharing this, the, remembered also Job, who would get up, the Bible tells he's get up in the morning after his kids have gotten together, just for, they'd gotten together to have a social evening, and the Bible says Job would get up afterward and he would sacrifice on their behalf just in case they had committed sins in that time together. So we are going to intercede now for those that we love, our family and our friends. Yes, oh yes, thank you for reminding me. We're going to go ahead and turn off the mic.